0: welcome to spooky south coast look i know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen
1: South Coast. this is not WBSm this is not Tim Weisberg with Matt Costa sitting in instead. This is good old me um, you're you 're stuck with me for the time being, so i 'm hoping that everyone is enjoying <laughs> a night off of having to wait for the uh, the Red Sox to finish their game before we can go on and do what we do uh, best. I hope that everyone can actually hear me out there it 's kind of been. Um, yeah. Uh, a strange kind of setup. Uh, as most of you guys know, if you're faithful listeners, we have uh, Tim Weisberg and Matt Moniz are hanging out at Lizzie Bourne tonight, so they asked me to, even though I'm on the verge of a hurricane, they've asked me to kind of come on and take over tonight, so I'm hoping that everything is good. If uh, anyone who wants to shout out in the chat room so they can tell me that they can actually hear me, that would be amazing, because um, like I said, we got Really, a uh, interesting setup going on here. So I'm hoping that worked out. Before we even start anything, um, we have to notice that we are without one of our faithful followers tonight. Um, Dave Francis um, is not in the room tonight, and if he is, I'm going to kill him if I see him in there because he uh, just had the birth of uh, his child. So it's a long time waiting. We've been hearing a lot of uh, a lot of. Um, things on Facebook and in this chat room but now the baby is officially here um so you know I'm just saying my daughter was born I went on Spooky South Coast like the next night so you know I'm, I'm sure Dave will pop in here at some point but let's try to uh, forgive him if he's not a major contributor and so um you know when I do these shows and I'm doing them by myself and I'm doing it here I think of like okay well who do I want who is the guest that I would want to I want to talk to and if, and it's usually someone that is uh, part of the spooky family or someone that I've worked with before and someone who I've always wanted the opportunity to ask them certain questions. Um, so I thought, because um, it's something I've always been fascinated with. It's something we touched upon on some of the earlier shows with the uh, the now infamous Balzano Curse, and I want to thank the people who are responding to me about that. But it's, it's, I've always been kind of interested in not only... Um, the the religion and the lifestyle of uh, of, of the witch, um, but also in their perceived uh, place in this world, the place in our society, and kind of a bigger society. And so, I wanted to bring in the best witch. Uh, I almost slipped there. Uh, the be- <laughs> the best witch that I know. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read off off her of her bio a little bit. But you know, those of you guys who have listened, actually, this is almost an anniversary show for her because she was on. Uh, I believe it was last year or the year before, uh, right leading into Labor Day, uh, to promote one of her books uh, that had to do directly with the workplace, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, uh, Marla was born and raised in Hollywood, California, uh, and she still lives in Los Angeles or the Los Angeles area. She's an author, tarot reader, and the host of her own show, Stirring the Cauldron, on the Parex Network. Um, it's a great show. I've actually listened to that and been on it. It's one of those rare shows that I, I listen to and Uh, Out there in the paranormal world Just because she's so amazing Um, And before coming out of the broom closet She worked as an entertainment writer For several national publications Mainly doing celebrity interviews In that vein she wrote a celebrity cookbook Eat Like the Stars And a reference book called The American Family on Television Her first paranormal book Ghosts of Hollywood The show still goes on Was published in 2008 And Ghosts of Hollywood 2 Talking to the Spirits And Ghosts of Hollywood 3 Were quick to follow uh, when she was offered the opportunity to write a book about workplace spells, everyday magic on the job, she readily accepted and then was able to do a book that that close to her heart, animal spells and magic. Then feeling the need to step out of her writing comfort zone with nonfiction, she decided to attempt a fantasy fiction book, which resulted in her latest endeavor, the e-book called A Bad Case of the Collie Wobbles. See, I didn't even blink trying to pronounce that, so she's, you're going to have to congratulate me on that, Marley, even if I pronounce it wrong. Uh, (laughs) Um, And what I want to talk about later Is the actual, um, another project that you're working on I'm not sure how old this bio is But I know that you're working on a set of tarot cards That I want to um, get into a little bit later as well So let's bring her on You've already heard her voice Let's get her thoughts (laughs) This is Marla Brooks If I had applause, we'd be playing it right now But I don't, so Welcome (laughs) I, you know, it's. Uh, I admire the technology and the the, uh, the the way that the show goes off without a hitch most nights uh, on Spooky South Coast. Although it's been wacky lately since they actually brought good technology in, but um, you and I will fight through that because we are warriors. So, <laughs> so Marla, you are a witch. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we start with um, maybe a definition, um, because I think that there are many people who uh, use interchangeably the word uh, witch and Wiccan, um, and, you know, th- is there a difference between the two, and kind of where do you fall with that? Okay. I'm gonna, they're saying I'm not getting any audio from you. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna call you uh, back in one moment, one quick second, um, and, I'm, and I'm going to uh, bring you in with video chat. So maybe we can solve both of those things in one in one fail swoop. Okay. So, okay. Oh, there I go. I've got you now. You can. Okay. Now try. Okay.
0: Um, anybody in the chat room, if you can hear me, wave. Okay. Yeah, we'll see that right.
1: I'll keep going because I think I got you now. So. Yeah? Yes,
0: I did. Hey, hey, that's a good thing if you do.
1: All right, beautiful. All right, so. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> so, all right, so, hey, you know, they uh, can't make an omelet without, uh, without cracking a few eggs. So, All right, okay. so I, I had asked you a question, uh, and as a math teacher, I was totally, I'm a math teacher now, Marla. I, I was totally <laughs> no, enjoying. math. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, so did I, so did I. Go away first. I, I am waiting now for you to once again give that amazing Venn diagram uh, of the source of all uh, witchcraft, Wicca, and paganism. Uh, so explain to us again what the difference is between um, a witch, a pagan, um, a neo-pagan, because I've heard that term kind of up uh, yeah. a bit about as well, and, and what you do. Where do you fall?
0: Right into the witch category. Um, as I was saying Pagan is an umbrella term, and it's a good term. It's it's all the people that don't follow organized religions. Some pagans are witches, some aren't, um, and you were talking about Wicca. Well, that falls under that term as well, but I just like to be called a witch. Um, labels are kind of tough to live up to, and we're all human, so if I was going to say, yeah, I'm Wicca, I'm a perfectly good witch, <laughs> um, you know, there are times and, and situations where I might not be that great, but... I don't, you know, I believe in the law of three. I believe in karma. So I'm not going to go out and do anything that's going to really damage anybody in particular. Um, But, you know, uh, do I have the halo? Yeah, but it falls off every so often.
1: Right. I I remember uh, maybe about 15 years ago uh, reading Drawing Down the Moon. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seemed, which I'm assuming you've read only because it seems like it seems to be a – uh, one know, of the classics, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and I remember the one of the first thing I was, things I was struck by is, uh, and here I am bringing you on to represent any kind of specific group, and it seemed like the very first thing it said was, anyone who attempts to represent anything um, in this is is you know going to fall short because the very definition <laughs> of a neo pagan or a pagan is someone who is not wanting to be grouped and not wanting to be part of of, of a bigger of a bigger plan.
0: The and reason I mentioned labels, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can't everybody's different. I mean, there's many different types of witches as there are, you know, spells and that that's indefinite. I mean, right.
1: Um
0: it's just one of those things that we are what we are and um Nobody is an expert. You're, we're all experts for ourselves, but not about anybody else. I practice differently than probably everybody else. We all have the same basic structure, but it is a little bit different for everybody.
1: And do you practice by yourself?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I'm a solitary. Okay. Um, coven's. It's. I, I guess I just don't have much of a group mentality. Yeah. And uh, every time you get into a group, you know, there's little backbiting and infighting and. This one doesn't like that, you know. I, I maybe it's because I was an only child. Um, I just kind of prefer to hang with myself because then I know if I do something wrong, I can yell at myself.
1: Right, right. And, yeah. and so, was this a, a decision for you? Were you born into into a lifestyle, or kind of what was your your spiritual journey that it took you on?
0: Um, I. I guess I'm saying I was born into it because rumor has it that my great granny was a witch. And, you know, it kind of falls down from generation to generation sometimes. And I was brought up in a home that was very um, metaphysically friendly, for lack of a better word. Um, We believed in the afterlife. We believed in ghosts. We believed in all kinds of stuff. So it was just... One of those things that, um, you know, I was born into it, and even if you are, you don't have to embrace it, but I did, you know, from a very early age. So it's just – that's me.
1: And and what does practice mean for you? How do you practice um, your religion, and is there a difference between kind of living – everyday being a witch and actually practicing you know i they, they say for example you know like there's a the difference between being a christian and living a christian lifestyle and and mm-hmm. you know if you, if you take that to catholicism or, or organized religions that rely on a lot of ceremony you know there's the ceremony part but then there is the way that you're supposed to act in life um which yeah. are so, sometimes dramatically different what, what is that like for you
0: it is different I mean to me practicing is actually doing the craft um, living a witch lifestyle a pagan lifestyle is different but they, they do intermingle they mesh um, you know, it's not like I sit around a cauldron and all day cackling and doing spells but I believe in kind of the tenets of of what we're told you know about living living in light and love I'm not real crazy about that catchphrase but that's kind of what it is you know Basically, it's, and ye do no harm. Live your life the way you want. You know, respect nature. It's a very nature-based religion. So respect the nature and all the living things around you. And, and that's kind of the basic lifestyle. And then, you know, every so often, you've got to sit down and cast some spells. <laughs>
1: oh, we're we're going to get to the casting the spell parts <laughs> because uh, Reverend Tim is, is, uh, is, is begging me practically to, to ask you about that. So I'm going to ask you about that. But, like, what, what is a, a day in the life? Of which Marla like? Like, you know, I mean, because it's one of those things where if I were to say that I was a Catholic, um, no one would say to me, you know, well, how are you a Catholic every day? But as soon as you are a witch, it becomes kind of like the defining thing about you from the outside. Um, And people who know you kind of want to go, oh, well, what's a witch perspective on that? Or, well, well, what did you do witchy today? Um, And it isn't, you know, is it? part of something where you feel like you have you know a casting a spell a day keeps the doctor away or is it you know
0: <laughs> yeah that's, that's uh, <laughs> no I and most people don't I mean I bet everybody knows something that's witch and just doesn't know it because we don't walk around advertising it and our lifestyle isn't any different than anybody else's you know I make the bed I do the laundry I clean I you know all that stuff so it's not Anything that would be noticeable, I don't have the pointy hat on all the time, um, right. very rarely actually,
1: so wait just, do do you actually have a pointy hat that you wear?
0: I have a pointy hat. do I wear it no okay. but it it's well, I've worn it on Halloween, just you know right for this wearing it, but um you know, do I have robes? No, I should. But you know, for ceremonies, but I'm kind of a lazy witch and I kinda of like the easy way, so I don't always go into the big ceremonial stuff. Um, but but there there is no difference. There isn't. I mean it it's the way you know we live our lives is the way everybody else lives our lives and you're not looking at other people to see who they are. I mean if somebody walks up to me and sees that I'm wearing a pentagram or a Solomon seal, they might kinda of question that. Right. But from you know Looking at me straight up? No, I don't think anybody'd know, except for the telltale cackle every. <laughs>
1: talk. I mean, do you mind talking about it to people who are are outside of uh, no. outside of your, your normal? You know, <laughs> are you uncomfortable right now? Have I made you start to sweat? I mean, we do have a camera, but it's kind of dark in there, so I don't know if you're sweating. No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> no, in fact, I don't want to talk about it because there's so many misconceptions out there um that if we don't talk about it people misjudge misunderstand um you know uh, and i'm not i'm not being mean about this i'm not trying to you know raise any dander anywhere but you know the christians did a really good job of painting us as really bad people because look how many hundreds and thousands of years it's lasted right uh, and people still go with that you know which is our devil's spawn which is consort with the devil we're evil creatures we you know curse people and cast spells and i'm not gonna lie there are people that do that but there's good and bad in every bunch and so um if we're not out there talking about it if people don't ask questions then the the myths are going to perpetuate and they're going to grow and, stay. and that's what i'm trying to avoid and that's why i've got my show and to show the side, so people will understand that It may not be what you've read about or heard or, you know, been preached to. And I'm not an organized religion. I'm saying that right now. I'm just not crazy about the way they depict us.
1: And and do you actively uh, argue against that? I mean, do you – do? and are there organizations that do that? Are there organizations who kind of like their sole um, purpose is to kind of get out there and spread the word of truth? You know, not good witch versus bad witch but the fact that, you know, hey, listen. You know, we don't believe, most of us don't believe in Satan, so we're not Satanists. And kind of ideas like that, or?
0: Well, my pleasure, my show, and I'm sure there are groups out there that are a little bit more vocal. You know, I'm not going to jump up and down and, and cause a scene, because that's going to make me look like an evil witch. <laughs> right. somebody comes up to me with an honest question or listens to my show or something, or, or like we're doing here, that's there. You know, and and that means they want to know. That means they're not so cynical that they're not going to listen to anything. They don't have the blinders on, and that's what that's the only thing I ask that people just keep an open mind and try to learn if they're interested at all.
1: And do you think that that's a uh, an idea that a lot of people um, who are pagans have, or do you think that that more people are are anti? Because it it seems once again perception. We're talking myths here. Um, it seems that a lot of people are um, under the understanding that well, any person a witch is just going through a phase, um, mm-hmm. and it's the and even if not, it's the religion of people who are turning against you know real religions or organized religions. In your interactions, how much have you found that to be true for a lot of people, or for you know very few, or you know just the young ones? Or
0: I think there's a fear of the unknown, and I think. The older ones, which were brought up in a different time when even ghost hunting was like taboo and, you know, all ghost hunters and people that psychics and stuff were crazy. Um, It's a little harder for them. I mean, the younger ones are learning. And this is where the term neo-pagan comes in because neo-pagans are new, you know, neo. Um, And so they're a little bit more open-minded and a lot of people are, are willing to listen. A lot of people are interested in trying it out. And the thing about... Um, Wicca or paganism in general but in, in the way I, I'm doing it um, you can be Christian and be a witch, you can be Jewish and be a witch you can be Buddhist and be a witch we don't have dogma, we don't keep people out, we don't say this is the right way and the only way, you can have your beliefs but you can also share ours and I think that in itself is a good thing you know, there, right. it's just not you know, it's not like
1: one-sided. Yeah. And now let's talk about those spells. <laughs> um, yeah. Where did you get your training? Uh, what's a typical spell? And then I guess kind of uh, take it one step further. What's an atypical spell? Um, what's what's I, a Marla original? And, and anyone who hasn't uh, read Everyday Magic, um, that's what it's called. Worked Everyday. I'm getting the title wrong here. Ugh, I'm so unprofessional. Um, Workplace magic. Workplace magic. Um which oh, I Workplace
0: Spells, everyday magic on the job.
1: Do you know how many times I've missaid the name of my, my latest book? I totally <laughs> can't remember the title of it because it's not what I wanted. So every time I say it I'm like, haunted items, and Tim's gonna go, dude, it's haunted objects. So I, I sorry about that, I can't even get my own right. So then <laughs> you're
0: on my show. Yeah, that's the way it happens but um you know there is no typical or atypical spell it's spells are done because of need um and so you know they're very simple basic spells like candle spells and then there are ritual spells where you open the circle and call in the elements and call down the goddess and all that um it's it's all who you are it's all the way you you handle things but Um, you know, some people, and there are curses, I mean, you know, there will be people that will curse others and and stuff, or, I mean, there are just so many different types of spells, there's protective spells, like if if I thought, not that he would ever do this, but if I thought Reverend Tim was going to send a curse my way, I could deflect it, you know, that's a a spell in itself is deflecting it, Um, but it's it's just, it's something, and, and, you know, you don't, need a lot of tools you don't need a lot of equipment i basically a lot of times mostly do candle spells because they're easier and they're just just as effective and um but people go to great lengths i mean i've got a wand i've got a crystal ball i've got a cauldron i've got all of that stuff and a lot of people do use those and think they're necessary i don't i Personally I think a wand isn't necessary to do any kind of spell work because it, it's more like beginners will use a wand to kind of focus energy and stuff. And once you get the hang of that you don't really need that. But it, it's fun to have it, you know, um right. thing to have around. In case you want to poke somebody's eye or whatever. <laughs> um, but you know, you can you can do a a spell just by thinking it. You well, know,
1: I was going to ask it, you, is there, a, is there a science to this, or is it um, intention, so it's more kind of falls along the metaphysical, or is it, I mean, for example, you said um, burn candles, you know, other, other people have said, you know, burn different kinds of, of, of herbs, things like that, or even mix them and then drink it, is that, is that a science to it, or do you think it's all the science of the mind?
0: Well, I think it's basically a science of the mind. It's intention because what I say to really simplify things is a spell is nothing more than a prayer. And when you pray for something, you pray hard for it. You have intention when you pray. Same thing with a spell. The, the success of a spell depends on your intention right. and if you're really serious about it because, it, you know, you can – poof a spell really badly by just saying, well, okay, I think I'm going to do this and then, you know, it's not going to work so it is in the mind but, you know, props help I mean, I burn the incense with the candles or I anoint the candles with oils Uh, I have certain crystals with me, they all help make it a little bit stronger but if I, you know if I'm somewhere and I've got nothing and I see something and I need to do something or I feel like, you know, something's up um, your mind is your biggest tool.
1: So, you know, do you have to know the person or be in contact with the person? I mean, like right now, could you put a spell on Obama? Um, could, In other words, you know, is there is there stuff that's going on by either groups of people who are kind of getting together and they're influencing people who have no idea that it's going on? You know, do you have to be in contact with that person or have some kind of connection to them to, to kind of have that kind of influence over them? Are you trying to say,
0: do I need to get their fingernails or a lot of? It? <laughs> well,
1: that would be the first cool part, you know. Like, do you? Yeah, but we. I mean, and we've talked about, uh, you know, voodoo and other uh, other aspects of of things that call for that. Do you need fingernails? I guess would be the first part, and then the second part would be like, you know, or you know, can you can you if you've never even met somebody, just like watching on TV, you know. Is there is there a spell that you could do? Could you send one right now to 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 Obama or Mitt Romney or, or someone, or the idiot that hacked my Facebook twice last? Or day? the hit idiot that hacked? I think that we can all get together to try to get that person. I'm we're assuming male, but you know, can you can you do that? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, can I mean, you help? Can you send a good one to me that I kind of need all the help I can get here. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean does it does it change the impact of it if the person um no. doesn't know
0: again, we're going back to intent right. you know that's what it's all about, and so no it's it's not going to impact anything, but it couldn't hurt you know in some some ways
1: all right, well, and you know I've got you here, I've got you prisoner, I've got you on camera, so I can gauge your reaction, things like that, um so don't turn away now, <laughs> we talked about a few weeks ago the Balzano curse. Um, and that was the other kind of like, ah, and Marla's coming on so I can ask her about this. (laughs) All right. So crazy Uh ex-girlfriend, college, um, not necessarily the most stable of young ladies didn't really do anything horrible for me. You know, my side, except for the fact that I fell out of love with her and she supposedly cast a spell on me. And of course this is almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is there? Could there possibly still be? If she's not even actively thinking about it, a can she put that kind of spell on me? And b, do you think that 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 even after twenty years that it can like self perpetuate or that she's still holding a grudge because you know I've been told by several different people who have kind of read my aura the same way uh, that this thing might still kind of be active on me.
0: Well, it can be, but one of the reasons thinking about it and you're um allowing it or the possibility you may not be allowing the spell but you're allowing the possibility um a lot of people and this may be a trade secret to some will threaten somebody with the spell and then it'll turn into a self self prophecy because they'll say oh my god i've got a curse i've got a spell on me and they will make it happen and and the person that warned about it doesn't have to do anything at all
1: so, I mean you know is if she if this is a real spell to her see i 'm completely fascinated by this, so i 've got to you know every i 've got to ask a thousand questions, which is why you 're here to answer them, so you must answer all thousand so nine hundred ninety nine left um, okay, so let 's say hypothetically and i 'm using i 'm using this relationship as as an example of something you know and and i don 't want to harp on negative spells that are that are hurtful, but i I think it 's kind of um, interesting, uh, to, to, just because it's, you know, a personal and B it's a good gateway. So just tell me to get off the ex-girlfriend if you want me to, but all right. (laughs) All right. So that would mean that whatever I'm experiencing is going back to her. So whatever the nature of that spell is, it's, it's, it's impacting her life as well.
0: Um, only if it's working and she knows it and she's very gleeful about it. Um, you know, it depends on what the spell was. I mean, do you know or do you know that she just put a spell on you?
1: I know the impact of it. So I don't, I don't know what she exactly did. What exa- You know, I don't know if she was cackling or was wearing her hat when she did it. Um, but, but the... She, she
0: put a spell on you.
1: Well, um, she threatened to, like you said. Um, And I was told by other people that she had. Now, keep in mind, we're talking 19-year-old kids here at this point. Um, A few years later, after I started kind of noticing some things, um, I was going with my sister to a psychic. And um, actually, I should take that back. My mom was having like a psychic at the house. And she refused to read my mom's, very dramatic, refused to read my mom's uh, fortune. And so she asked, you know, where is your son? Where is your son? Okay, he needs to come here. And I happened to be, you know, living not too far away. Actually, my wife was there. So I had to pick her up. You know, I picked her up, and the person talked to me. She said, okay, here's what I'm seeing. You have an extremely bright aura. It's very strong, um, which is why, you know, you haven't been completely destroyed yet. These are words that she was using. (laughs) Um, She said, there is a black hole uh, located near your stomach that is sucking your auras into it. And it's uh, it's as if someone has put this black hole into your stomach. It's not of your own making. It's that someone put that into you, and it's slowly deteriorating your, your aura. Um, to which I said, uh, okay, well, there you go. I guess life is horrible. Whatever. And I kind of moved on. Um, until... Probably less than a year later, um, we had a psychic over the house for my wife's—I uh, believe it was 25th birthday—and um, that psychic said almost the exact same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was the—that's the nature of of the supposed spell. Okay. Um, so talk to me, girlfriend. What can you do for me, and what's going on? it's really
0: interesting because. You knew she did a spell, but you didn't know exactly what or what it would take. Now, <clears throat> I or, even be... took
1: it, or even took it seriously, Marla. You, know?
0: <laughs> you know, I could be wrong, and I have been many times, and maybe Tim knows the answer to this better than I do, but I don't think anything can take away our aura or suck it into a black hole.
1: Okay.
0: Um, our aura is, you know, the field around us, and if we don't have an aura, we're dead. You know, if, if somebody can't pick up an aura on us, we're dead, and so that part i don 't believe um, did she do something sure? Could it be picked up by a psychic as a black hole, kind of a, as a symbol? sure mm-hmm. um, but i I just not sure about that that sucking in your aura you know into your gut um,
1: it was kind of like it was saying it was almost like breaking down my aura and the way that it would be like the symptom of it would be um people in my life would be initially attracted to me Mm uh and then drift away Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't be something dramatic i very rarely i know i seem kind of a uh an energetic um you know uh explosive kind of person uh, for people who know me. Just ask you know, my students they'll tell you, he yells about everything uh, even when he's happy um, but you know, people, I, I never get into fights with people, very rarely um, and so the, the, the uh, impact of this would be that I would um, get into relationships and then they would just slowly fade away and then one day the person would just not think of me anymore
0: well, you know, we all get into relationships that fade away until we find <laughs> – there goes that theory. Um, you know, you're – you're with somebody, you're happily married, you got – you know, obviously that spell hasn't taken hold. Wait, it, who
1: added that happily part?
0: <laughs> did. I can see things. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean obviously it hasn't had an effect on your life um, in general. I mean you went ahead, you got married, you have a family – yada yada um, you know is there something did the spell if she in fact did it because you, maybe you were just eating your gut out worrying about it and that's what they're seeing right. but if, if she did it and it's there it may be how they're interpreting it as something rather than something that's totally ongoing all the time you know are, are there ways to deflect it if you see it coming sure are there ways to put a stop to it if you want to yeah you know, first of all, deny that it ever happened. I mean, in your mind, just say this is a bunch of horse pucky and it's not gonna happen. Um, put up mirrors, you know, to deflect it back. You can do your own spell. Everybody does spells every day, people don't get it. Um you can do your own spell and send everything back to her and, and tie it up in a bow and send it back. And then don't take it again. I mean it it's just that simple.
1: When you send it back, is it one of those things you should say, I don't want this? Or should it be one of those things where you're saying, you know, take this, you fool. Get it, you know. <laughs> because then once again, it seems like I would get it back even worse to me. No, no.
0: You will never get it back. Here, here's the, the clincher. Okay. If it's an eye for an eye. If you give back everything you get, you're not doing anything wrong. And you okay. could have been horrible stuff. But an eye for an eye is always a safe thing to do. So if you say, take back everything you've done to me, it goes back to you. Done. You're safe. And you won't get it back.
1: And I, I'm getting a guarantee on this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's which... all about it, God. Uh, it's all about, or goddess, all about, it.
1: it's about your belief system.
0: And if you believe that you can do it, you can. If you believe that you're sending it back and you're done with it, it will be over.
1: So we have a really good uh, question from the chat room, which is, can another witch reverse it? Um, or is it like the movies where it has to be the spellcaster, so in other words if if this and i 'm using her as an example again, but if this young lady did that could and i didn't feel like I had the um the faith or the power to do that, could I bring in you know my own witch to battle her to do the spell sure
0: yeah, you can and but, and,
1: and have you been asked to do that before
0: uh yeah. But my question here, and, and this is an important part is w- suppose you bring me in to do that, and I like you, I care about you, I worry about you, but is my intent in clearing this up going to be as strong as yours if you do it
1: Well, no, probably not, but but I mean you know my intent might not be as strong, but I might not you know if i 've got all this intent, but it doesn't i don 't seem to be able to focus it I mean is a witch someone who has um, who has mastered the art of focusing intent, so that your your little bit would be better than my lot? Because yours is you know like like ninja laser beam intent.
0: <laughs> I've been accused of that. No, I stink eye, but I've been accused of. <laughs> I won't mention any names, Tim, who um, says that all the time. But um, yeah, it would it would probably be better, in my opinion, if like you asked me to do it and you did it as well. Okay. Because there's your intent plus my focus and that would probably work better
1: i was like so can you share a you know reverse the curse story for us or or uh, is it like a, uh is there a a pagan client privilege thing going on
0: well there is because i don't you know you can go on the internet and you can pick up spells left and right but i i always say that's a bad idea because you don't know what the person who wrote them up in the first their mind what they were thinking and it could just be you know horribly icky um, so it's always individual you read it, um, your own you put your own heart your soul and your words into it and that makes it work a lot better so there isn't one particular thing you might do it as a candle spell you might do it as a, a any other type of spell um, but it, they're all individually made I mean all the spells in my books are individual spells
1: um personalized, in a sense. So, I mean, is there a danger to this at all for people? There's a danger
0: to she who casts spells, or he who casts spells, because not everybody should do it. I mean, there are so many things that can go wrong, and you could hurt people. Like if I was going to um, put a spell on the hacker, because that's on my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) I have to make sure that i only aim it at him that i don't kind of generalize and have hit every hacker in the world or their families or their children or their pets you know you have to just personalize it to the person you have to be very careful in your wording and that's kind of the danger not so much that people that are the recipients because again i'm not gonna you know have this hacker's wrist fall off or something his hand fall off or you know give him arthritis so bad he can't use his computer anymore but if i was going to do that um you know i would give him some trouble with his equipment so he could not do that but it's his equipment not him and i wouldn't break it so bad if the guy is so poor he could never get another one but i'd make sure he couldn't do that type of thing again okay i've
1: I've got two things i've got to ask you about this then (laughs) all right the first thing is, can you have an influence? Can you have intent over something that is not living? Like you were saying you were going to uh, damage his computer. Can can a witch actually control that?
0: No, but the witch can control him, so he would damage it.
1: Okay, you but know, you can have no influence over...
0: Well, I you know, can I make a watch stop or something like that? Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I've not tried to do anything to anything animate. You know, if something goes wrong here, I smack it. You know, it, it's not the same thing. <laughs> but um, I, I think you can have some control because it, it, you're putting stuff out to the universe. And, you know, it's not just us. It's the the ones on the other side, the guides and, and things like that that can also precipitate this. So, um, you know, I, I just wouldn't screw anybody's computer up because... Three times, mine would go bad, you know, and I can't afford to get a new one. But you know, solve the problem, let's put it that way.
1: So you just said the guides. You have to explain that a little bit for me.
0: Spirit guides? Yeah. Ones that are with us all the time, the ones that, that, that people sometimes think are guardian angels, which is a little bit different. We all have spirit guides. Um, I, my belief system is that we're born with one and that one lasts; or stays with us throughout our lives, but other ones come in and go as we need them. And uh, I think it's important to acknowledge the guides, to talk to them, to recognize them, to know they're there, and thank them um, as often as possible. And I've said this before, but if I'm doing something and I get this brainstorm of an idea that is absolutely brilliant, I never take the credit for it, somebody was whispering in my ear. And putting me in that direction. I mean, they're a lot smarter than we are. They don't have the emotional baggage that we have. And they're here to help. And, all you know, people think they don't have one. Everybody's got one, at least one, maybe many at times. And they're always around. And if you need them, just call them. And, and you know, it's like, you know, putting the word out and boom, they're there.
1: Are they the spirits of people who have lived? Are they?
0: Rarely. I I believe that they are not they have not been alive on this earth. They've not been human. They're kind of in the angel kind of cast. There are some spirits when you're, you know, your great grandmother is really worried about you. She will come through and you might think she's a guide, but I think she's kind of a visitor rather than that. Um, I don't think they were ever human for the most part. I'm not saying that's a hundred percent rule, but no, they're, they're, you know, like angels for lack of a better explanation.
1: Can they be seen or they just kind of take this muse role of, like, you know, inspiration? I mean, can you actually physically see them? Can you learn to communicate with them better? Which I know are two dramatically different questions.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I know people that have seen their guides. Okay. Them, they don't have an ego. It's not important. It's like it's not important to know their names either. They will, you know, if you pick a name or maybe they choose to tell you, that's fine. But they don't have to be standing next to you to um, be any more effective. And they don't need to be seen as, hey, look, I'm your guy They don't have any of that. You know, that's a human thing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but I know people that have seen their guides. You know, they've gotten they've caught glimpses of them um, and not necessarily standing. I've seen one of the guides um, because um, I was just getting ready to fall asleep and all of a sudden you know how sometimes you you, when your eyes are closed i i don't know about everybody else but sometimes i see faces i see all kinds of stuff and i saw this profile of an indian a native american and it was a profile but he was side eyeing me like okay this isn't really you're not just seeing a silhouette i'm here and he's looking at me with the side eye and um years ago somebody you know told me that this is your main guide and I've and they said his name is Green Eagle well okay so I've just kind of stuck with that um, not very clever but okay <laughs> um, so here is this guy that was definitely Native American you know and all I'm seeing the profile and I'm seeing the side eye and I'm laughing to myself because I'm thinking this guy's got a sense of humor this is good you know he's the right guide um, but I've had other people ask to see their guides and they've like Poof appeared briefly to them, or or in a dream state, they've come and identified themselves. So and they appear but, human. Yeah, Most yeah. Types.
1: Okay.
0: Well, they appear. I mean, if they appeared um, like some kind of weird ET, probably scare the hell out of us, and we would, you know. They appear the way that we would recognize them. You know, that may not be their true form. I don't know. Sounds science fictiony, doesn't it?
1: It does. I mean, you know, how many of these abduction things are – because the next thing I was going to ask was, can, can you offend them? Like if I'm a murderer, um, do my guides go away? Do they say, ooh, don't really want to work with that dude. He creeps me out uh, um, or, or something like that. You know, I'm being yeah, – I'm hoping, Marla, that we understand each other enough that you understand what I'm being silly at um, you know, the heart of the I, question.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, again, nobody knows for sure, but I think that the guide that, that's with you, the main guide – will never turn his back. But he. But like a parent, you know, will a parent stop loving a child because the child does stupid things or ugly things? You know, we had this discussion at dinner one night a while ago about, you know, uh, um, it was about the Aurora, Colorado shooting. And you know, would you still love your son if he was the one that killed all those people? You know, as a parent, right. not as a human being. Um, you know, would you like what he did, but turn your back on him he's your flesh and blood so i it's a hard question to answer and i'm sure it's individual to everybody and i think the same thing with guides i i think they're not going to turn and walk away i think that they will be there they won't like what they're doing what they see they may you know step in and try and change things or help things but would they turn their backs no i don't think so i don't
1: what commissions them what drives them
0: (sighs) that's a very good question um I'd Once like again, say- I need you to explain
1: the entire universe to me tonight. So.
0: No, I Boy, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to just give you opinions. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think the universe has a really good sense of humor, and it doesn't trust us to be on our own, frankly. Um, we need a little outside help, and I think that's one of the reasons that the guides are with us to kind of keep us on the straight and narrow so that we don't trip over our feet too often, that we don't do really, really stupid things. Although they will stand back and let you because those are life lessons. But um, I I really think that in the grand scheme of things, they're here to keep us um, under control, for lack of a better term.
1: And when you say the universe, yeah, I can't just let you just say that. I,
0: I know. I was thinking about that when I said it.
1: I'm going to catch you on everything today because I, I finally have a, you know, a, an authority to ask about all this stuff.
0: Hot seat. Um, I, I'm just referring to them in general as the powers that be. How's that? Because we don't know who we are. And in our belief system, some people will say it's God. Some people will say it's the goddess. Some people will say it's um, Krishna. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> but it's the powers that be that rule the universe that send them down.
1: I mean, as a gentle soul that you seem to be, um, <laughs> I'm assuming that you offer thanks. So, when you offer thanks, um, in your mind, when you do it, um, you know, not one of those like. And you know, my son, you know, no school prayer, but he's got this little thing he's got to say, like at lunchtime and stuff like that. Um, but he doesn't think about it; he just says it. Um, when you're when you're in your thoughtful, thankful mode, who who in your mind do you see doing this?
0: Oh, I see a lot of people. I don't see one basic entity. I mean, do I believe in the goddess? Yes, do I believe in God? Yes, I do. Um, I just it it's a big entity it's It's arms around us all kind of embracing us and and it may have different parts. It may not be just one thing there's there's all kinds of different things going in. um I thank my guides all the time um something good happens, I thank God and the goddess, so I think that that's part of the belief system as to who you're, you know, nodding your hand to, tipping your hat to. All
1: right, so a few years ago, I was doing a conference at um, in the Berkshires, Berkshire Paranormal Group, sponsoring it, great guys, and there were um, this group who I lovingly kind of refer to as the gurus. Um, and they were people who um well what do you do uh, i am a guru i 'm a professional guru i 'm a guru all right, and they were kind of you know talking about some of their ideas, things like that um and I remember there was at one point once again the aura thing coming up again um he asked if he could uh shave my aura with his exorcist sword Whoa, okay. <laughs> being in a in a good way yeah, okay um and i remember especially then you know being very very cynical um but he- here's the point i was standing there thinking everything that you're saying to me i'm finding kind of wacky and crazy um but damn i wish i had your inner peace so here is the great marla brooks author which all around general good person uh-huh Going through something that you know most people would consider absolutely horrible, mm-hmm. and you are showing some very odd sense of enlightenment. Uh, you said, you know well, unless it was you know he didn't have money to get another computer and then I wouldn't want the computer to to break because of because of that um, How are you so not angry uh, at that? How, does, how, do you, how aren't you like flipping out wanting the worst possible things to happen to him?
0: was, you know, I was jumping up and down and I was, you know, doing all kinds of things. But again, um, I'm a coward witch and I don't want to, what I put out there, come back to me three times fold, um, threefold. So I try to understand and then I try to kind of, all right, um, horoscope wise, I'm Cancerian, we walk sideways. We don't just go head on like a ram you know, like Aries. So I just kind of take my time. I mean I blow up and I get mad and I sit around and count to ten and then um, I'll figure a way around it that isn't going to be catastrophic to me or anybody else. But the problem needs to be solved, for example. This guy has got to stop hacking.
1: Um, But but you said eye for an eye. I mean bad things happening to him would be his retribution. It would be your eye for an eye. But you see – and you can hide it any way you want. You were feeling a little bit of, and I, you you could say that, oh, I you know I just don't want it to come back on me. There was a there, there was inner peace there. I saw it in your eyes. I know it's dark in your you know uh, it, with your camera. You, <laughs> you you I mean, through this, it's not just a you know balance with uh, with nature, which is kind of like what a lot of people feel. You are a more peaceful person because of this. Question well, mark.
0: Um, in some ways. And, and again, it's, it's an age thing too. I mean, if, if I were 15 or 20 when this happened, you know, I've been, would have been out for blood. Um, the older I get, I guess the smarter I get, that's strange, but it, it's true. Um, because in, in which verbage, um, hags and crones are the old ones. And sometimes they call it hag, sometimes they call it crone, but Some people take that with a bad connotation, but um, no, um, look at that as the wise ones. Wisdom, age, you know, you get to a certain point and you start getting smart. So I think that's it. I mean, I am calmer about a lot of things. I've had a lot of things happen in the last two years that would have probably caused somebody to jump off a bridge or give up. and i've been surprisingly calm, I mean, of course you know the the severity of situations you deal with it, and you go through it, and it 's not easy, but i think I think age has something to do with that and and maybe the witchy state of mind as well
1: is there a um you know we've kind of talked about karma and we 've talked about which is which is really kind of a another wrapping for the for the threefold idea it would seem um I hate when people say this because it freaks me out because I am a control freak. Um, is there destiny? I mean, is there is there something you know? Do you as a witch and do other witches believe in in destiny? Do they believe in um, you know that classic line that there's a reason for everything happening? Are the and and do the, the guardians? Do they kind of play a role in that, or do they just think of like what the best thing that happened in a situation is?
0: Well, I personally believe that we plan our lives before we get here, and so what we get, we get because we needed to. Um, And I think things happen, of course, for a reason, whether it's to teach a lesson or because it just has to be. You know, sometimes we're not smart enough to think that something is good for us, maybe not good for us. So yeah, I mean, I I don't like that either, you know. And and I, I find myself saying it, you know. Well, that was meant to be, you know. That was how it's supposed to play out nothing-you-can-do-about-it kind of thing, and I kind of resign myself to it. And it, it does sound a little bit corny, but I don't think anything happens by accident. I don't. Um, it's all planned out, and how we deal with it and how we, we embrace it or don't is the way it's going to reflect on us.
1: Just kind of playing devil's advocate. It just, it just seems to me that, you know, because I, I like the way that you phrase that, as in we, we plan everything out before we get here. Um, it would just seem to be that if we planned everything out and the other people planned everything out it would be really hard to coordinate all of those life plans um, into into you know the world as we know it right now and it would be really hard to for everyone's destiny to kind of be intertwined like that
0: well that's why there are wars that's why there are divorces that's why there are differences of opinion that's why there are two uh, you know many different kind of political parties and belief systems and religions and all that we're not supposed to all be cookie cutter people and get along or experience the same things we all have different things we need to experience so you know it would be a very boring world if everybody thought alike
1: but but in theory if i get divorced it's i was supposed to get divorced i planned to get divorced
0: yeah you had to learn something from the relationship and the divorce
1: yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting. I, I, mean, I was talking to my brother in law about the same topic today because he's had a pretty tough life, and and now it's interesting that you say this because he said he's suffering in this life or his laugh life. Like, so he's trying to figure something out now because like I can't go through this kind of stuff again in my next life. I know you know someone's something is picking on me because of something I did, and it must have been pretty bad. So do, I mean, do we carry that kind of baggage on? I mean, is there like an, an evolution that we have to kind of go through? Um, or yeah. is it just?
0: I think there is. I think we keep coming back because we need to get it right. We need to understand. We need to, you know, um, do it the right way, learn from our experiences. You know, there are some people that just can't, won't learn anything. And they make the same mistakes over and over again. And those are the same people who say, you know, I don't want to come back. Uh-uh, no way. I don't want to come back. It, it, I, I, this life is so miserable. Um, those are the ones that are going to have to come back I mean no, no choice. well, there is a choice when you get on the other side. I believe you do have a choice whether to come back now, later ever but um those are the ones that need it the most. the ones that are so afraid to come back you know i 've often said that you know probably I was Lizzie Borden in my last life. For some <laughs>
1: I'm fixing that now, you know, so I don't have to do it again. It's, it is because they're at Lizzie Borden's house. You're here. You're working through it with me. We're, we're reaching a higher plane together. So it's got to kind of be like, uh, you know, all connected that way. Hey. Um, so, I mean, how does that, you know, and how does your witch lifestyle fit into your idea of ghosts? Now, I'm not sure if you investigate ghosts. I know, I, I'm pretty sure based on your books that you're a believer. Um, but... Do you investigate, and how does your witch life kind of mold that?
0: um, I went out on several investigations for the books. We went to several locations for all three books. And um, the belief system is, and it's all in the spirituality. And do we do things a little bit different on investigations? Basically not, except we're probably more open. Um, I know when we first got our team together, which we're not a team we're just a bunch of people um (laughs) and we don't you know go out and, and do house cleanings clearings and things like that but we did for the book and on occasion we will get together and um the first time I went out with um Barry Conrad who is a videographer and he said well you know he said um I have a psychic that will come with us too And I said this is great so we got her in Victoria and come to find out the hard way that Victoria is also a witch. It's not like, you know, there's not the radar. I mean, you have the radar, but you don't, like, jump up and say, hey, are you a witch? I am, kind of thing. And it took a long time for us to both admit it to each other, but we were investigating the Hollywood Wax Museum, and there was this place. it's, It's all these different rooms you walk through, and there was one place, it was like a submarine that you had to go through, and Victoria walked in first. She goes, wait a minute, no. No, we're not going through here yet. And what she did is... With her hand, she drew a pentagram in the air, and she did a lesser banishing ritual, which, which gets rid of the negative spirits. So, you know, we'll do stuff like that, whereas some people won't in that respect. Right. But um, basically, it's pretty much the same.
1: I mean, do other investigators, like, not want you around, do you find? Or, or do, you, do, do, do other witches seem to gravitate towards each other?
0: Well, I think we do once kind of, you know, find that common ground, but most people don't know we're witches. I mean, like I said, we don't walking around
1: advertising it in that sense. So, do you think witches find each other? Not. If
0: you're going to join a coven, sure, you go looking. You know, absolutely. Um, do we walk down the street looking for something? No, we don't. Mm-mm.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, so guides don't kind of be like, huh? You know what? This is a this is a this witch. This witch. They really need to get together. I mean, our guides like friends that way and kind of like guide people towards each other. And then you know, our witches more likely to to find each other.
0: Well, it's like Reverend Tim just said in the chat: like attracts like. So, it's a good possibility. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about Reverend Jim. Uh, yeah. um, let's talk about him like he's not there um, okay. so you saw in the chat room someone said witchmatch.com um, <laughs> Reverend Tim is uh, not for you to speak for him and he can even pipe in if you'd like um, what kind of Reverend? spiritualist spiritualist and so spiritualism um, and witch they can be friends they can get along in this uh, crazy world that we have here?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, we're not, you know, again, like attracts like. Witches are very spiritual people. And um, so, sure, you know, I mean, Tim and I, most of our belief systems are pretty much the same. And, and you know, if he wants to get brave and call in, if he can, um, you know, he can speak for himself. But, you know, Tim also has a little bit of witchy leaning as well. <clears throat> Not speaking <laughs> or anything. So um yeah. But I think his spiritual background is pretty much the same. And and, and and systems and stuff, sure.
1: How does that how does that work with you guys? I mean what do you guys feel when you're around each other? Because it, it you know, I think that other people from the outside would say, wow, you know, those are two those are two uh, outsiders, and I'm sure, they can get along. Um, but it would seem that spiritualists, some spiritualists, because once again, we're talking about the organized uh, religion part. You know, it's not as organized. But I know a lot of spiritualists would say we're completely organized. Um, what you, what happens when you guys get together?
0: Well, we don't. I mean, not physically in the same. We we've decided a long time ago that. Um, because we're so much alike and the, and the DNA is there from, you know, probably hundreds of years, um, we decided that the powers that be put a 3,000-mile buffer zone between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, as Tim says, worlds might collide.
1: Right.
0: And, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, basically, do we sit and talk about boogity-boogity? No, we don't. I mean, we you know, we're talking about He's a very good teacher, and, and in in the metaphysical sense, in um, things about mediumship and stuff, I mean, he's the first one I run to when I have questions and things like that. So we do talk, you know, on those levels, and, and we talk on witchy levels, too, because, you know, I keep dragging him out of the broom closet, and he keeps running back in. Um,
1: so that's kind of a problem at times. Do you try to convert other people, other than Reverend? You know, other okay. Let's get off Reverend Tim because he's getting a little uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, he's, he's. Well, that's good. I'm glad he is. He's um, hiding under no, a sheet here. We don't recruit. No, we don't. You know, it's 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 free free will. You know, you want to come and join us, you can come and join us. But um, we we don't we don't go out there and stand on street corners with signs and you know sign up here. The individual choice.
1: Do you think you could cast a spell to, hey, wait a minute, you'd make a really good witch. Let me send my intention on that you would kind of find that. No,
0: no. You never take anybody's free will. You never do anything to compromise
1: their free will. That's the biggest no-no. Cool. Well, we have a little bit of time left, and I really want to hear about uh, your new project that you were telling me about with the tarot decks.
0: It's an Oracle card deck actually. It's a witch oracle. That's okay. It's close. It's, you know, cards, deck, pictures. And it's it's a divination thing. It's a little bit easier than um um taro because, you know, sometimes that takes a lot of study for a long time with a lot of people. But it's just a it's a witch oracle deck. I looked around, I couldn't find any Oracle decks that were, you know, specifically geared to witch witches. And I thought, hmm, this might be a good idea. So, yeah, instead of writing a book this time, i writing a booklet that goes along with the Oracle deck. And
1: uh, when's that going to finally be out?
0: Uh, probably next year.
1: Okay, I think your audio went out a little bit on that, so you got to totally say it again.
0: It probably will be out sometime like summer of next year. So about a year from now, I think.
1: And probably you'll buy that on MarlaBrooks.com?
0: Yeah, and it'll probably be, you know, it's through Schiffer Books who publishes all my books. So it'll be on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and anywhere else um, you can find it. And I'll probably have them on the website as well, sure.
1: Excellent. Anything else you got coming up? Anything good for the holiday season? Um,
0: Not yet. We're getting close. But um, <laughs> there's usually, you know, it's that time of year. So things will, will start working up. I'm just... Um, doing some things now i'm doing some cds historical cds like for the shanley hotel in upstate new york and just did one on um, the battle of gettysburg for a bed and breakfast that is up in gettysburg that is on land that was part of the gettysburg um war um so yeah i doing those kinds of things i've always got something to do you know
1: I'm with you. Well, Marla, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Marla Brooks, she's the author of the Ghost of Hollywood series, part one, two, and three. Not nearly as bad as you know a horror movie one, two, and three. It's the, they're actually, uh, she is uh, the crown jewel of the Schiffer, uh, <laughs> the Schiffer family, uh, as well as her Workplace Spells uh, book, which is amazing. Uh, Stirring the Cauldron on What Night?
0: Thursday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern on PairX, which is www.pair-x.com. And we've got podcasts up in case anybody um, wants to hear any shows about anything in particular. Just go to PairX and click the On Demand tab and scroll down to Stirring the Cauldron and then look at all the shows that are there. And something might interest you, so it's always available there.
1: Excellent. Marla, thank you very much for coming on. You've made this, uh, this completely... Crazy tech thing that I got going on here, so much easier just looking at your smiling face. Aww, <laughs> tell that <me. laughs> time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm Chris Balzano. So for Tim Weisberg and Matt Moniz, uh, who are having fun with Lizzie and Matt Casa out there in the ether, and all the people kind of on the uh, the the great spooky TV network. Um, Thank you. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Chris Palzano and that is what is haunting me.